0: All right, and welcome to another episode of Perspective and Pokemon, where sometimes we're talking perspective, sometimes we're talking Pokemon, but today we're talking about something a little different. Uh, as you guys know, you know I'm a big fan of Pokemon, but I also was a big fan of Yu-Gi-Oh back in the day, and so because I've been more curious lately about you know what's been going on in the Yu-Gi-Oh market, you know how our how's collection going, collecting going in that market, um, I brought on for today's guest Robert, and you know just as a... Real quick, Robert. I I met him through Twitter, as I've met most of these guests actually through Twitter. Yeah, correct. A real good place to to meet people. <laughs> uh, but Robert, real quick, can you, if you can just give a brief intro of who you are and like what you're up to? So me personally,
1: when it comes to the Yu-Gi-Oh stuff, um, I'm a reseller by trade. Okay, so I started with you know uh, reselling from yard sales, and that's how I kind of got into it. Um, as a kid, I collected Pokemon, football, basketball, anything, anything that came out on cardboard, you know? Um, so for me to see everything that's going on now, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of like reliving my childhood, (laughs) you know, being able to, to do all that, um, originally, you know, uh, from San Antonio. So for me, my market's a little different than other people. Um, but
0: yeah, I mean. Cool. So I'm I'm curious. When it comes to Yu-Gi-Oh, like were you one of those people who like collected as a kid and then got back into it later, or have you kind of always collected or done with Yu-Gi-Oh? Yu-Gi-Oh was
1: kind of something that I fell into. Okay, now remember I said I was reselling and hitting up yard sales. Uh So what happened was was I found literally a suitcase full of cards, and I'm Mm -hmm. talking, I think it was somewhere between twenty five hundred to 5,000 cards, um, lady just wanted to get rid of them. She took $20 for it. I was like, Ooh. So, you know, from there, I didn't know what I had. So I had to start doing research. And once I started digging into this and started seeing everything that was there, it, it opened my eyes because then I started seeing a lot of what I was seeing and doing with the sports cards and the Pokemon cards growing up. So, you know, for me, um, it was something that I fell into. And then once I seen the growth in it, the potential and everything behind it, it just opened my eyes even
0: more. Mm, That's crazy, man. Yard sales, where is that, man? (laughs) Surprised what you can find just because somebody wants to clear some space. Uh, Well, it's funny because I've I've done not that many, but Mm I found I found sizable collections through yard sales for like. 100 bucks, 50 bucks. Nice. Crazy. So, okay. So, you got, so you found all these, all these, uh, all these cars from a yard sale. Mm -hmm. So, I guess, how did you start getting into like realizing what their value was and and all that?
1: Mm, So, with that,
0: um, I had
1: to pretty much, I started from scratch, blank slate. Uh, I started Googling. Um, I don't know if anybody remembers back in the day. old beckett uh price guides and Mm -hmm. pokemon had a run on the beckett price guides too so i thought to myself okay there has to be something out there for Yu-Gi-Oh! so i started researching um i found articles on top of articles talking about these cards and the thing that clicked with me was when i started seeing some of the value behind some of the rarest cards okay Mm -hmm. like right now everybody's crazy over pokemon because of a $50,000 card. Nobody knows about a $10 million card, the Yu-Gi-Oh card that there's literally one of in the world, but yet nobody can lay eyes on it. It's been bought up by a collector and there's articles about this all over the internet. So when I started seeing, yo, there's a $10 million card out there. What do I really have here? And then mm-hmm. that's when I just started digging Google searches, articles, uh, just anything I could find. Uh, one of the best tools that I've found that helped me out today is a website called uh, prices.com. And they're pretty much like a, an online tool. You go look up a card, you see what the current values are from eBay data and other sales.
0: Sweet. And you know, that, that was something I did not know going back to that $10 million card. Mm-hmm. Like, because I, I watched your video the other day and I... Like, Pokemon doesn't even have a $10 million card, at least not yet. So, okay, so there's a story
1: behind this card. And it's rumored that it was bought up by a Japanese investor. So it's somewhere in Japan. Now, the card is a... It's one of the highly sought uh, characters. It's a Black Luster soldier. It was one of the first cards out, you know, back when the the trading card game started. Um, It's one of the original anime characters, Yugi's cards that he summons. So the card game runs side by side with the, uh, with the, uh, with the actual cartoon or anime, and you know with that that card was a prize card for the world championships that they do. This card was printed on stainless steel, so because of all of that, that's why this card is valued as high as it is.
0: Man, yeah, that's cr- yeah. That makes sense though. If it's, it's a prize card because. Mo- In Pokemon, some of the highest value cards are trophy cards Mm -hmm. because they only make, you know, five or four or one, whatever it might be. Correct. And it's funny because uh,
1: the last time I caught wind of a a championship card was actually on eBay. It was one of the recent ones, and it's been sitting there, sitting at $38,000, like raw card, unrated. But the fact that there's only one of this card, period. And it's interesting because they've created replicas of the card and the replicas still sell for $250. And it even says on there replica. So I mean it, it it's hard to fathom where this market can go when you see certain
0: things like that. Uh-huh. That's crazy. So I'm curious because I, I really I, I don't know. I have not done the research, mm-hmm. but I know with Pokemon like the competitive side is still very much alive. Do you know, like, at Yu-Gi-Oh!, are they still doing, like, a lot of competitive play? Like they, still- are,
1: they are still doing competitive play. And it's funny that you mentioned that because, obviously, with the current situation, you know, not a lot of these events are going on. Well, at the beginning of this uh, pandemic, there were people selling off the World Championship trophies on Macari and eBay, you know, just to keep funds coming in. So, you know, these these tournaments are still going on and, you know, they're still happening. It's just in our current current state. They're just not happening because they don't want to, you know, have the crowds gather up. Yeah. But, you know, the fact that the tournaments are still going on the original show aired, I believe it was 96 in the U.S. The card game came to the U.S. in 1999. So, you're talking nearly
0: 30 years. Huh. Wow. I mean, yeah, because I remember being, uh, gosh, I don't even know. Oh, how old was I? Maybe 10? And discovering you yeah, I used to watch the show. I used to have tons of Yu Gi Oh cards. I have no idea where they went. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm uh, sure if you had some of those first editions that are going for. Some of the ridiculous prices behind them, I mean, it's not ridiculous. I mean, if you have that prize trophy, then, you know, you have literal gold in your hand. Uh-huh. To find out what some of those cards are worth today, you'd probably be kicking yourself.
0: Oh, gosh. Well, I think I did look up one card once because I, I had the original, like, Blue Eyes, White Dragon. Okay. And so I remember looking at I don't remember how much it was, but I remember... Uh, Looking it up once like a year ago and thinking, oh, my gosh, like I have to find that card. (laughs) Let's see. Currently, I would
1: say one of the highest cards out there would be your uh, first edition um, Dark Magician Girl. And Mm -hmm. it has to be the variant from the Magician's Force set. This set came out in the late 90s. That card raw can go for about $5,000 if it's in pristine condition uh-huh. rate it you're looking at more than that so i mean chances are if you had a lot from the early days those those character um specific cards like blue eyes white dragon dark magician dark magician girl they're gonna be fetching high prices right now get it psa rated
0: you'd be surprised at what you can get so i mean i think i know the answer to this already But right now with the explosion of Pokemon, you know, there are people, you know, digging through their attics, looking for their old binders. You know, people trying to hit up garage sales, uh, trying to find the best deals. Do you think people should also be looking for their old Yu-Gi-Oh cards? I would say yes. And the reason behind that,
1: one, the nostalgia purposes. Two, you also got to remember the guys that were collecting these as kids. Are the same people buying them now in the pristine condition and for nostalgia purposes? Okay, your retro Pokemon fetched a high price. Your retro Yu Gi Oh is in beginning stages, if not infant stages, right now. So you know those old cards that you can get your hands on definitely worth having in your collection. Definitely worth getting rated if you have you know those capabilities. Because just like Pokemon, the value is going to go up. Just like uh, Magic the Gathering, you know, that value in that market has always been there. Each of these markets will continue to have their, uh, their respective fans, you know, throughout the ages. So, you know, there's just more opportunity altogether. Um, it's, it's, really, it's really fascinating to see, you know, and you can go on eBay now. And you can find some of those retro booster boxes going for forty, fifty thousand dollars, sealed. You know, so it, it's it's amazing to see something that has survived time for as long as it has and still be originally sealed and still be on the
0: market today. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So, I mean, it's crazy mostly because I again I have I have not dove into into Yu-Gi-Oh! you know Pokemon I understand like through and through, but Yu Gi Oh is just something that I hadn't even like really thought too much of. Um it, it's
1: funny because um with that I don't know if you've been noticing at the stores when you go to buy your cards Pokemon was disappearing like almost immediately. Now Yu Gi Oh is starting to do that too. Okay yeah. like they're used I, to I didn't that.
0: notice that just like this past like two weeks.
1: hmm Yep, because collectors are starting to wake up to the fact of, okay, is this an untapped market? Is there still something here that I can get in early on and capitalize, cash in, or hold, and then go ahead and cash in,
0: let's say, five
1: years, 10 years, 20 years from now?
0: Yeah, that makes sense. So uh, on that note, and obviously this is more speculation, we don't know, uh, but... What what are your thoughts on starting to collect or invest in uh, like the newer newer sets? For the newer sets, what I would and and this is all of Yu-Gi-Oh,
1: and it's similar to Pokemon, is that each set will have chase cards. Okay, for example, the last Pokemon Big Chase was obviously Champions Path, three Charizards one pack. You know, so here as the Yu-Gi-Oh boxes and everything keep getting added almost monthly to bi-monthly, new Chase cards are coming in. Um, now, the way they disperse those high-end cards is, you know, they're, they're limited. You can go through 200 packs and never find that, that particular Chase card. Okay, so for anybody looking to invest into this, I would say do your research, find the Chase card per set, and then try and buy the card raw online and then invest in that to get it rated and that would be the better hold. i mean because it, it it's very easy to start grabbing packs ripping packs and stack up 500 a thousand cards that you don't know what to do with because <laughs> you have you have tunnel vision to that one particular card you know so as that stuff stacks up takes up space so if you want to alleviate that go directly for the chase card find out what you're looking for um typically and, and here's a little trick for anybody typically the cards will start high as more come onto the market they'll dip down buying that dip and then from there you know you can capitalize a year a year and a half six months whatever and it's funny that, that we're talking about this because I got a, uh, a card that I personally found um, out of a, a set. I think the set was maybe two years old and it still had a retail release. I found one of the Chase cards. I managed to hold on to it. At the time, the card was worth, when it came out, it was worth about $75, $80, right? It dipped to about $35 online. I sent mine into PSA. It got psa gem mint 10 the highest grading from psa i put it on ebay and sold it for 500 dollars and that sale didn't take maybe eight days uh-huh. and when something goes that fast that tells me i undersold it <laughs> so you know and that's why i say the value can be in finding the chase cards and
0: buying them directly mm. for sure yeah i mean it it can also be similar with Pokemon where you're looking for that you know Charizard vmax mm-hmm. by you know freaking you know three hundred dollars worth of packs or seven hundred dollars worth of packs when you could have at this point i think right i think right now that card is selling for like $350, $360 because it dipped i it's think I, I think both the rainbow and
1: the uh the black the black are all sitting at about three fifty to four hundred mm-hmm. and when they first came out seven hundred easy uh-huh, uh-huh. And that's when everybody was chasing, and that's why I say, you know, if you time it right, you can make the most profit off of Pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh. But you have to have a plan. If not, you're gonna sit there and you're gonna go through a lot of funds quickly, and you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get stacks of of cardboard sitting there, thinking, okay, what do I do with this now?
0: For sure, for sure. So uh, I'm curious, uh, so the one, I've only bought one Yu-Gi-Oh product mm-hmm. recently. It was the, the Maximum Gold. Okay. I believe that's what it's called, uh, just because I, I heard good things about it. Um, what are your thoughts on, on that set? So the Maximum Gold, it, what you're really
1: looking for is those gold cards, Okay. They, they have a, a gold trim around the edges and everything has a, uh, a different shine to it that set itself Okay, the reason why that set is worth getting is because it has a blue eyes white dragon in it And it has a dark magician in it both of those cards are on the gold rarity. So that card alone right now I want to say when it came out they were teetering around the 30 40 range and may still be around there now, but remember that rarity of a popular character—the value only goes up, okay. And you know, there's there's a difference now because you talk about that maximum gold set. In 2020, the uh, the oh cards changed, okay. I ain't heard a lot of collectors talk about them. Um, I actually have two of them right here that are PSA rated. So the first one I'm going to show is a from a 2016 set, all right? Now, if you look here down at the bottom, you have the original artist name and it's copywritten 1996, okay? Mm-hmm. The series come 2020 took a change, different artist, different name. So just with that common piece that is printed on every card all of the original cards with that original artist value just jumped up because now it's a different artist who's involved with this now so you know this the 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 value in the old cards are gonna go up because that artist is not doing the the show no more so with every new variant of let's say your blue eyes white dragon the, vo- the rarer the older cards get, the more the value gets. Not another card is going to be printed with that original artist's name anymore because it's been taken over. So, you know, again, it adds to that rarity factor. So even if I took this Dark Magician card and compared it with the one out of maximum gold, there's already differences. Even though the picture and everything is the same, the artist on there is different. So now the old artist cards, you know, are worth more, and as they print more of the newer artists on it, the value of the older ones goes up, mm-hmm. and scarcity again.
0: Yeah, Just miss- like
1: that, that 1999 Charizard, <laughs> <laughs> the, the more rare that thing comes out, the higher that value goes.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm curious. I don't know if you know this at all, but I know with Pokemon, there's a lot of like what what are called PokeTubers, you know, mm-hmm. like Leon Hart, uh Unlisted Leaf, people who who they, they use rip packs, right? Correct. That's basically what what they do. Uh, um, do you know if are there anyone like of that kind of more, as, as, who's more established who do, who does that on YouTube right now?
1: So there's a lot of them, okay. And you go in into YouTube, you type up Yu Gi Oh Box Breaker you're going to get a laundry list of them. Um, I've watched through some of them, and I've also watched some of these guys that they'll go buy those $5,000 packs, just break them on their channel. So, you know, if you search out the content, you're going to find it. Um, Unfortunately, I don't follow a lot of them just because you can really get caught up in the nostalgia And as somebody who does box breaks himself me getting caught up into that nostalgia and then saying, you know what? Let me go match him. Let me go buy a two thousand five thousand dollar box Again by opening some of these you can get yourself into a lot of trouble with a lot of cardboard that doesn't have all the value now You find that one chase card in those five thousand dollar boxes better send that straight off for grading because you know, you're literally holding Um, you're literally holding a rare piece of, of cardboard, you know, Mm -hmm. just the fact that that sealed box was one in itself. You get that older card, that older chase card, you know, that, that, that thing can write its own check sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're seeing a lot of right now. That's what we're seeing with Pokemon. And it's, it's coming to Yu-Gi-Oh! There ain't no lie behind it. Um... Matter of fact, there's been the last four or five sets that have dropped. There have been chase cards in there, ranging from two hundred to two thousand dollars. I seen one YouTuber, um, I can't remember the name of it, but he spent, I want to say, close to about eight thousand dollars to find a ten thousand dollar card. So it was just, it, it was nuts, you know. But the fact that the value is there. And not a lot of people are chasing it right now. It's all opportunity for anybody who wants to get into it.
0: For sure, for sure. And I mean, all it takes is someone with, with like the caliber of like, or at least the following of like Logan Paul. Well, you, you like, mentioned that, and again, we've met on Twitter, so
1: you see a lot of the same stuff that I see. Very recently, Gary V asked, and 137 did the uh the article. They did a Yu-Gi-Oh article bringing some light to it. I feel they didn't do the uh, they didn't do the trading card game justice with with their article. But then Gary V went on to Twitter and said, "Hey, are there any knowledgeable people about Yu-Gi-Oh?" I had people tagging me on that. And, you know, I straight up told Gary Vee, "Hey man, I've reached out to you in the past and said you guys are forgetting about this." And then I dropped a picture of that, that PSA 10 card that I sold for $500. And I said, look, if you're not following it, you're missing out. The opportunity is there. You know? But he definitely has the reach to start it. <laughs> uh,
0: for sure. Yeah. And oh, yeah, it's just, I guess I was thinking, because I know, because Gary v got got into Pokemon, you know, I don't remember what when that was, like eight months ago. So.
1: Okay, so at the beginning of the of the uh sports card craze of 2020, he started buying up, you know, all these all these players graded cards. Then he made mention because he heard the rumblings of Pokémon, okay? Mm-hmm. Everybody started focusing a little bit on it, not paying as much attention to it. When Logan Paul logic got into that 250 K you know bid over on the Charizard card That was the final spark to ignite the fire Okay The foundation is being laid there for Yu-Gi-Oh right now We're just waiting for that big spark to light the fire Mm -hmm. and then it's gonna be it's gonna be game on You're gonna see the same thing all over again history repeat itself if you have graded cards you're gonna cash in, okay? Because uh, I know you've been seeing it too—the Pokemon stuff, the 1999 cards, even the base cards rated are going for four and five hundred dollars online, if not more. Okay,
0: it's gonna be the same craze all over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think you have to keep in mind, like a lot of so. Because I've talked to a ton of people in the Pokemon community, like mm-hmm. about. Various things from Pokemon to, you know, just everything, not just Pokemon, but we talk a lot. And what's interesting is that almost every single, at least in the U.S., almost every single kid who loved Pokemon also got into Yu-Gi-Oh! I mean,
1: they were they were the 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 after school special for us, man. (laughs) Growing up, I mean, you're you're around the same age as me. okay? so you remember running home. Turning the TV on, catching that episode of Pokemon, then the episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! right afterwards. Okay, and the same thing on Saturday morning. So mm-hmm. now we all have kids. We're showing our kids that we have the unlimited access to the seasons on Netflix. Yes. As our kids start seeing it, you know, now all of a sudden we're restarting the cycle. Mm-hmm. So it, it it's only it, it it's only a matter of time. Where the cycle repeats itself, goes through the motions and everything, and, you know, just starts all over because, you know, there's parents out there buying their kids Pokemon stuff because, hey, I remember this as a kid. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it starts over. The cycle restarts.
0: A hundred percent. I mean, I get DMs like multiple times a week of oh, someone, yeah. like a, a friend or someone who I met online, and there's like, hey, I'm getting back into Pokemon. Like, where should I start? <laughs> And it's like I, I think this the same like you were exactly what you're saying, like the same thing's going to start happening with Yu-Gi-Oh!. I mean, if it okay. starts might start with Pokemon, mm-hmm. and then it's like, yo, oh, man, I remember Yu-Gi-Oh! too. Like, what's this all about? Like, where's this at? Well, see, and that's the thing is that
1: um, you know, it it's mentioned it, it's funny that you mentioned that because when people reach out to me, I tell them, Hey, look, I wrote an ebook on this, I put it on Gumroad, you know, it's there, it has all the information. Well, plenty of pictures to show, you know, of my own sales. Okay. Hey, I sold this for this. I did this for this. Here's the resources I use to get, you know, what I did. So that's why I say a lot of the stuff requires research. If you put in that research, you now know what you're looking for. Instead of going to the grocery store or wherever you're buying your cards at and clearing off a shelf. Now it's like, okay, I know I only want this particular set you know excuse me um it's not a matter of blind purchasing it's a matter of picking where to purchase picking what to purchase to maximize your collection your profits whatever it is you're trying to go for i mean i've built i've built collections on yugioh cards you know books that are worth thousand dollars you know and There's a $100 card sitting next to a $50 card followed by another $50 card. And the only reason I was able to do that is because I knew which cards to keep, which cards to seek out. And if I needed to fill a set, okay, this one particular card is selling for, let's say, $8 on eBay. Okay, go buy that for $8. If an entire set combined is selling for $300, you just got yourself, you know, the last piece of your puzzle to where you can say, All right, hey, I can sell this, I can keep this, I can hold this, or I can choose to grade it. I mean, there's a lot of different avenues that you can do.
0: 100%. So, two things. One, okay. uh, shoot me that link to your ebook. I'm going to put it in the description. So, you guys, go check out his ebook. If you're wanting to get into Yu Gi Oh!, go, go check out his ebook. Get started getting educated. And that brings it's me it. to my point is that you, like if you want to invest, I know for myself, I'm going to want to get into more Yu-Gi-Oh. I'm going to have to do some more research. I'll get educated because it it kind of blows my mind. I kind of just have to chuckle. I'll see people, you know, you know, on TikTok or Twitter or wherever, mm-hmm. start getting into Pokemon and think they can just flip it, just buy whatever. I'm like, I'm like, uh, there was something. I think it was the Jirachi, uh, bo- Jirachi G X box or some kind yeah, of
1: the, the Black Friday special with the. Uh- I believe it had 10 packs in it.
0: Uh-huh. I saw people buying it up. I didn't I have okay. I have not bought a single box. <laughs> I saw the box. Wow. I was like, "Oh, that's going to be a cool gift at 20 bucks, at 25 bucks." Yeah. But people were buying it. I, I knew what sets were in there. I was like, "Guys, no, you can't flip this for 60 bucks. <laughs> to buy that for $80." <laughs> like it's not worth it. It's it's just And so you had to get educated on like what like what like exactly what you're saying, like what sets, what cards should you be looking for?
1: Well, see, and like I said, it's very easy to collect a lot of cardboard that is useless. And that Jirachi box, prime example of it. You know, it's one of those things that yes, the XY Evolutions packs were in there, but you're talking one pack per box, and there was 10 cards in there. And I believe the XY Evolutions set was close to 200 cards, right? XY Evolutions was close to 200. And I want to say two or three cards in there were the real chase. So, you know, do the math on that. And that, those aren't odds in your favor. Those are are Vegas odds for the house that you want, you know?
0: for sure. Like guys, just get get educated. Like whoever's listening to this, watching this, you got to get educated. Correct. Like you will lose so much money being un- uneducated.
1: Oh yeah, definitely and you know, and that was that was one of my early mistakes with the Yu-Gi-Oh stuff. Um one of my big things when it comes to uh sets these days now when I start chasing cards, if I'm looking at a particular set, I want a set that's limited to 60 cards because that puts more in my favor okay mm-hmm. for example you buy a booster pack that has five cards in it all five cards are a hollow okay so you get a you get a hologram you get five holograms but you're really looking for that secret rare or ultra rare to me one in five on a 60 card set is better odds than one in nine on a 160 card set you know, and that's that's ultimately what you want to avoid because when it comes to Yu-Gi-Oh, you can rip booster boxes with twenty-four packs in there and still not get a chase card. Mm. You know? Sometimes you got to go through two or three different booster boxes to find that one card when you could have just went and said, you know what, let me just buy the one card directly.
0: Mm. Hundred percent, and you know, actually, we're going to take this moment to apply that to something that's coming up with Pokemon. Mm -hmm. Um, So, Shining Fates it releases in February. It is going to be the biggest set Pokemon's ever released. It's going to, I think, it has like three hundred cards, something like that. It's going to be a huge set. The the card people are going to be looking for, obviously, is the Charizard card. Like, if you want to apply what Robert's talking about, first of all, well, a couple things. One know that the prices uh, on the card, just the similar to Yu-Gi-Oh, on that Charizard card is going to go down in like six months, three months after the set releases and just know that it it just might be worth it to buy the card directly versus just buy, trying to buy, you know, a thousand packs and ripping, it, ripping them up, trying to find that, that Charizard. I mean, one in 300
1: does not sound like odds that I want to <laughs> take. At, at that point, I'm like, you know what? I let somebody find it and I'll pay the 300 dollars 400 dollars because it's gonna save me a lot of headache in some in, in in some excess cardboard that I gotta turn around and say, all right, how do I get rid of this?
0: 100 mm-hmm. percent And especially what's crazy about Shining Fates is that I re- so no one, no store has has the actual product in hand. Yet I'm racing really people try and put up uh pre-sales mm-hmm. like three, four, five times more. Than what it's going to sell sell for in um in stores so I mean guys if you're into shining fates it just might be worth it just to wait <laughs> like <laughs> I mean now with that one I believe uh
1: Amazon did have a release and they put the stuff out there for pre-sale mm-hmm. and I think by the time I caught wind of it and then went to the site every variant was gone sold out
0: yeah same same
1: couldn't get the ETBs. couldn't get the uh, the box set, couldn't get the booster pack, nothing. So you know if it's if it's a one in three hundred chance, yeah, I may just have to I may have to get an email from you of what three cards I need and I may just go buy them myself. <laughs> Save from <sure>. some heartache.
0: <laughs> yeah, we will rip some open for the channel, but yeah, we're I'm not expecting bullets. <laughs> <laughs> if you do, I'm telling you, you got the golden touch that day. Yeah. yeah, well, for, I don't know what it is. Charizard isn't even my favorite Pokemon, <laughs> but I keep like between my myself and my daughter, we keep pulling it. So maybe we got, maybe we got, we're going to get lucky. Maybe it'll be it'll be good content for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so all right, so we're going to wrap up with a few more questions, and uh, then we're, well, probably one more question, then we'll go into some rapid fire questions. Okay. But um, so first of all, again, guys, get educated. Go look into his his ebook, but if you can give give us like two to three tips, if we're just starting to get into you know whether it's collecting or investing or reselling, what's what's some tips that you have for someone just either getting back into it or just starting?
1: Um, check prices. All right, if you're going to get into it, go to that website I mentioned, Yugiohprices.com. Um, type in the set that you're looking at. And see what's in it. See if the odds are in your favor. See if the set is even worth it. I mean, because there's sets out there where there is 110 cards, and the highest valued card is seven dollars. <laughs> you really want to go spend four dollars a pack on that? Now, if you're building a deck for competitive play, chances are some of those cards are what you need. So go spend your money. But you know, if you're looking to to resell do the research um i can't say that enough because that's where that's where your money's really going to be made um there there's websites out there uh troll and told tcg player compare those prices to ebay prices because one of them will be the lowest if that's going to be your your purchase point take the lowest purchase point because your money in the long run will be made at point of sale. So when you buy, that's where you're making your your biggest profit.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, we're going to do some rapid fire questions, then we'll let you go, Robert.
1: All right. Sounds good.
0: Okay. So, what's your favorite type of music? We're going to switch gears. what's your favorite type of music?
1: Okay, you threw me in that one. Um, let's see. It differs when um when I'm driving. When I'm driving, I can do anything. Um, when I'm in the gym, I like something more upbeat. I I need my rock, I need my rock or I need my old rap. You know, I'm a nineties kid born in 85. So, you know, I need, I need my, my older rap. I can't, I can't do the new stuff.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So on that note though, so what, what's your favorite kind of exercises do you, to do? Um, so I was in the army for 12
1: years, don't Mm -hmm. like running anymore um two surgeries you know done with all that so mostly I, I i stay with the weights i like to do upper body i work out my legs just to uh just so i'm not you know neglecting them because at this point i feel that what i've done in the gym by muscle training i think has also helped boost my immune system where i'm not really worried
0: about the current situation you know awesome so what's your favorite Yu-Gi-Oh card
1: uh, I, I I definitely have to say it would be uh that Blackluster Soldier, just because that was a card that I literally took from purchase, bought a booster pack at the grocery store, opened it up, it was in there, got it rated, got it rated at a PSA ten, and you know sold it five hundred
0: easy. That'd probably be my favorite card too. Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: I was like my baby from, from
0: beginning to end. <laughs> yeah. okay. um, so is there a Yu-Gi-Oh card that you don't currently have that you would personally like to just buy, just either buy or pull just for yourself, like just to have for yourself?
1: If there was a card, it would have to be a purchase because the set is no longer in production. And it would have to be that dark magician girl from Magician's Force. I searched high and low for that card on the unlimited side and the first edition. Every time I found it, it's at a price point that I can't afford at the moment, so that card has eluded me. If I can get my hands on one, that that would probably be the uh the crown jewel of my uh uh PSA collection for Yu-Gi-Oh.
0: Mm. Well, good luck on that hunt. <laughs> hey, what's your favorite food?
1: Uh, favorite food I Keep it simple. i go with
0: pizza. Can't
1: Ooh. if there's ever a cheat meal, it's a pizza
0: day. <laughs> I've I've said this to my wife, like, so I legitimately think, because I try to keep myself healthy, that I'm going to live to be like 120. Nice. But I've said if I don't make it there, and you know, consider I don't get hit by a bus or anything like that, if I don't make it to 120, it's either gonna be co- going to be because of my kids or pizza. <laughs> <laughs> love it. I, I love pizza so much. Love it. <laughs> hey. So how would you invest uh, uh, $1,000? If I
1: had $1,000 today, I would have to just stick to what I'm doing now. And that's toys into FBA and then profit that way. Because, you know, personally, I resell and I resell toys through Amazon and eBay so I can afford my card hobby. You know, Mm -hmm. and that's how that's how I fund my YouTube channel, my break channel. You know, because it, it's it's probably one of the most lucrative, overlooked things out there right now. But you know, reselling there, there's a lot of work, a lot of research into it. But it's also a, definitely a good way to change your situation if it's something that you want to do, and especially if you want to create your own
0: freedom. Hundred percent, hundred percent agree on that. And as a side note, I. I think I need to make more content around this because I love that you brought up toys. Because people hit me up about Pokemon cards, but what people don't realize is that I sell a lot more toys, Pokemon well, toys than anything else. And that's that's the thing, is that I've seen you
1: going through selling the Pokemon toys. And to me, I'm like, what am I missing here? Because, you know, as somebody who avidly sells toys, I'm like, what is he selling that I'm not? So that way, you know, I can have those margins. I mean. Some of the stuff that I find the the margins just aren't there after fees, mm-hmm. but you know when when you have a niche like that, you know, opportunity is at your fingertips and you're in control of the growth. hundred percent, man.
0: Okay, last question: What makes you happy?
1: I definitely have to say uh, being in control of my own life at the moment because it gives me the freedom for my wife and kids who are, you know, they're the, they're the focal point of my uh, of my happiness. If mm-hmm. I didn't have the freedom that I have now and have the time to give them,
0: then yeah, I'd, I'd say I'd be a pretty miserable person. Mm-hmm. Love that, man. Well, Robert, thank you so much for being on the show. This was fun, man. I I enjoyed this. <laughs> I'm definitely going to have to hit you up with some more Yu-Gi-Oh questions in the future. Oh, yeah,
1: definitely. And, you know, I, I get that link to you and everything. And uh, I believe I do have to update some, uh, some of the resources just because there's a lot more information coming to light now. Mm-hmm. So definitely, uh, we, we definitely got to do this again and, you know, follow up. And, you know, I wouldn't mind, um, you know, you got me on Twitter, DM me. I can tell you, hey, this is what's going on, whether it's something important or whether it's not. That way, you know, hey, I'm not, waste of money over here. Mm, I appreciate that. Yeah, I'll definitely hit you up, man. All right. Appreciate it.